Some of the really great feedback I've had from pharmacies is that an employee has come into their pharmacy that never had been there before, didn't even know that the pharmacy was there. And then the first thing they can see on the dispensing history is that they had a vaccine back in 2017, say, and then from then on, they've become their pharmacy of choice. So it's meant that the patient or employee can access the pharmacy because it's probably close to work or home. And it means the pharmacy has got a long-term loyal customer out of it. Hi. I'm Elizabeth Whitehead, Health Opportunities Pharmacist at the Pharmacy Guild of Australia Queensland branch, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. In 2019, there have been over 245,000 laboratory confirmed cases of influenza. This is not only a huge health concern, but a massive impact on businesses with lost time and productivity. The best protection is immunisation. The Guild Corporate Vaccination Program has been operating in Queensland since 2016. And since those humble beginnings, The program has seen enormous growth in 2019. The program is an attractive alternative to the traditional workplace flu clinics because it removes the need for the employer to manage the logistics of on-site flu vaccinations. Employees simply book online and the Guild and the participating pharmacies manage the rest. Member support for the program continues to grow as it is a chance to bring new patients into the pharmacy, many of whom become loyal patients, returning with scripts and for their annual flu vaccine going forward. Today, we chat with Catherine Chu, pharmacist and owner of Hooper Centre Pharmacy in Toowoomba, about the pharmacy's experiences of the corporate vaccination program. And we also speak with Libby Whitehead, health opportunities pharmacist with the Guild Queensland branch, about the program itself and why pharmacies should consider being involved. Catherine, welcome to the show. This is the second year that you've participated in the corporate vaccination program. How has the journey looked from when you first thought about it a few years ago until now? Well, 2019 is the second year that our pharmacy has participated in the corporate vaccination program. We're, we're pleased to see our local pharmacy starting to acknowledge our existence once again and the quality of service that we provide following the unfortunate fire back in 2013. In the first year, we had quite a lot of expectations for the program because our pharmacy is located in Toowoomba and we didn't think we would be getting too many government employees. It turns out, though, we did pretty well. And But unfortunately, this year, we had to end the program one month early as we ran out of all our influenza vaccines. Having said that, though, we were quite glad to be part of the program as it increased awareness of the importance of vaccinating as well as the rate of vaccination for our community. Many of the participants we spoke to told us they decided to be vaccinated simply because they were free. Now, it's obviously a great opportunity for the pharmacy and you would have started it knowing that it was going to be a journey where you were going to learn and experience and improve things as you went. So I'm keen to find out what your favourite memory of the program has been so far? 
My favorite part of this, for me, I would say it's probably the interaction with people from different fields. I like to have a chat with them in a console room before giving the vaccination. This often often help them to, you know, relax things a little bit. Um, you get to hear about their recent truths, what they do for the jobs, and even the story behind the tattoos on their arms. I think it is more more a personal approach and that connections, you know, that makes them remember the vaccination servers and the pharmacy and, of course, the pharmacists that they had the interaction with. So this year you vaccinated around about 200 employees through the program, which is 100% growth rate because last year you vaccinated about 100 employees. No doubt you would have been busy enough last year when you first started with the program. So how did the pharmacy cope with such a big increase in uptake and how did you take advantage of the increased foot traffic through the store? The experiences last year prompted us to be more prepared this year. We've sent an additional pharmacist to obtain her vaccination qualification through the Guild earlier this year. So now we have three vaccinating pharmacists out of our four pharmacist team, actually. Um, this way we can try to maximise our vaccination availabilities and more flexibilities for the walking customers. Ideally, I like to say that we used the data from last year and order what we thought to be an adequate amount of vaccine, but we underestimated the volume because there is a increased vaccination rate. This we know that we had quite a bad um, outbreaks or influenza this year. We also make sure that all our staff are well trained and aware that our pharmacy was participating in the um, corporate vaccination program. So they could assist us in making the entire process more streamlined. We really like the idea that um, different government departments actually had a different vaccinating time as it really helped us to manage the workflow better. The GailCare booking system definitely make the booking process easier and we can in, incorporate our vaccinating um, customers into the booking calendars as well. So it makes the whole system a little bit more, I think, streamlined. Um, in terms of taking advantage of store, I think having new faces walking through the door is already a plus. Most of the employees we see through the corporate vaccination programs are young to mid-age individuals who we usually don't see and there's no need for them to visit pharmacies. Many of them actually did not know that pharmacies could vaccinate. By participating in the program, we had the opportunity to showcase what our pharmacies can provide for them. And we took the advantage of this increased foot traffic by offering good customer service and by leaving a good impression. Although it sounds simple, but it is working a treat. We've seen many of them and even their families returning as customers. Excellent. So while education around joining programs like this is great and a lot of effort goes into it in helping you to feel comfortable with joining and taking on the program, is there actually anything that you learnt along the way that maybe you hadn't fully understood or didn't expect when you first set out? I think in terms of information and things that they're all pretty well sort of laid out to us. But I thought perhaps if possible, an approximate number of potential participants in my area would be nice. I understand this might be a tricky one, but many pharmacies are probably not participating in the program because they're not sure how many people they could potentially capture and how much staff training they would require for the program itself. Joining a program like this, 
always means change and adjustments to an probably an already busy business and there are resources in place to help you. What is one of the best resources or maybe there were multiple resources that really helped you on your way? Just for the program information and details, Pharmacy Guild website was quite helpful. Um, in terms of setup and legislation requirements in Queensland, um, we kind of looked at the immunisation handbook for all your vaccination setup and, of course, the Queensland pharmacist vaccination standards. That's always quite a handy um, resource to go back even for other vaccination um, services that we have as well. If somebody's thinking about joining the program, what advice would you give someone wanting to be involved in the corporate vaccination program? making sure that you have adequate staffing so it doesn't compromise your daily pharmacy operation. Educate your staff so they understand how the program works and advertising on social media or websites so that people are aware that you're offering the service. I think if possible, we found that um, perhaps offer a gender diversity of vaccinating pharmacists, as quite often many participants have had to undress themselves. Don't forget the time we vaccinate is usually the colder months, and some of them might not feel, un- might not feel comfortable doing this in front of opposite sex. Some great advice there and some things I don't think many people would probably consider unless they were in the program like you are. Some people have some common misconceptions possibly or or myths about the corporate vaccination program. So is there a common myth about the vaccination program that you want to debunk? We thought the service would have been quite widely advertised and communicated through the different departments. But what we've heard from the employees, actually, some of them are quite unfamiliar with it with, in terms of the booking process and the program itself. So perhaps that's something that the Guild or the um, departments could work with us as well in the future. Catherine, thanks so much for finding some time in your busy day. And I should tell the listeners that you're doing this on your birthday. So happy birthday. But thank you so much for coming on the show, finding some time and sharing your experiences around being part of the corporate vaccination program because it is very much appreciated. Thank you. Libby, thanks for joining us as well. You are the business support pharmacist at the Pharmacy Guild of Australia, Queensland branch. How did the corporate vaccination program begin? And it would also be great to get a sense of how much it's grown since then. Oh, hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me. So that's right. Yeah, I'm one of the business support pharmacists. And actually, because the program has grown so much in the past few years, um, half of my role now is actually dedicated to this program. Um, so I look after a number of pharmacies still, but now I'm working on growing this program quite a bit. Um, so I'm a health opportunities pharmacist as well. But anyway, aside from that, um, so the corporate vaccination program began, it wasn't really called that, but back in 2016, Um, So we had two different government departments come to the branch and ask if they could get some of their employees vaccinated through pharmacies. And this came off the back of the QPIP trial, which had just ended in Queensland, which meant that people could be vaccinated in pharmacy. So it was really good timing with everything. Um, So that initial year, we only had 560 employees get vaccinated. And that was just over a nine week period at 94 pharmacies. So it was really little. Um, but it was a great start. And then in 2017, we sort of began the corporate vaccination program as we sort of now know it. We had the booking portal and all that online with Gilcare. Um, and in that year, we had 250 pharmacies participate in the program. We had more than that registered, but it was sort of 
working out where all these places were and which customers we had. And that was five different departments in that year. And I was actually working in pharmacy at the time. So I was on the other side of this back then. Um, and then in 2018, we finally got onto the panel of sort of preferred supplies for Queensland government. So we won a tender with them. Um, and that meant that we could get more customers coming to us. And in this term, a customer is a government department um, because we were panelled with a bunch of other suppliers that go to organisations and vaccinate like the nurse clinics. Um, in that year, we had nearly 5,000 vaccines. Um, and that was at 308 pharmacies with 12 government departments. So you can already see how much it grew. And then this year has been just astronomically much bigger. Um, we've had over 13,500 vaccines delivered to employees in 14 government departments. We had a couple of private organisations as well. Um, at nearly 400 pharmacies. So from its very humble beginnings back in 2016 with two departments and just over 500 employees, um, there's been a 2,300% increase this year. So it's huge this year. Wow. And your focus, as you said, is on growing the program even more. And no doubt since it started, you've been collating feedback and, and learnings and, and creating a vision of where you want to take the program. So you've got lots of ideas and goals and things like that. But in an ideal world, if we didn't have any restrictions in place, what do you think the program would look like in three years? So what plans do you have to make it even better than it already is? Well, I guess it's a fairly obvious answer, like from one, there's two sides of this program, I guess, which is our member pharmacies um, participating and then getting as many people to be vaccinated as possible. So from the first perspective, I'd love to see all our pharmacies participating. And I know that's hundreds of pharmacies in Queensland, so it would be a huge job. But that would mean that they would all have a pharmacist trained to provide vaccinations and then they would also have the infrastructure required for a private consult room. Um, and I realise that's a lot of work, but that's where I'd love to be. Um, participation would also include delivering like a wider range of vaccines because in Queensland we can do MMR vaccines and we can do whooping cough and tetanus, which is in the one. And I'd love to see that added in and then it could be more of an annual program rather than so seasonal. Um, and then going forward, because our sort of programming is health opportunities in Guild Corporate Health. Um, I'd love to see us doing pre-employment health checks for employees and just doing sort of basic health checks with the vision to grow that bigger over time. Um, and then obviously we need the customers for this. So I would love to see a huge amount more government departments because there are lots more out there um, as well as a large number of private organisations because that's where we're really trying to head as well, getting uh, clients outside of the current standing off arrangement, which we have with Queensland government at the moment as well. So that would help to really grow our client base and expose more people to what community pharmacy can do. Lots of work, but great direction there. And you spoke about member pharmacies and hopefully all of them participating in the program. So to help you on your way, what are a few important things that you really want pharmacies who are listening to know about what it's like to participate in the program? I guess the first thing um, is that I would really love everyone, everybody to know that we run this program purely for the benefit of our member pharmacies. Like this is a labour of love. Um, <laughs> the, we don't, as the Guild, we actually don't get anything out of it. Um, it's just a great way for us to promote community pharmacy, which is what we're all about, trying to advance what people see us as doing as pharmacists rather than just dispensing medications and doing the odd health check. Like we're sort of a real player in the healthcare team um, and just to increase the awareness of what people have, like as we're trying to grow the scope of um, what pharmacists can do basically. 
Um, so that's the first thing. Um, the second is I know a lot of pharmacies get disappointed on occasion that they don't get hundreds of vaccines out of this or they think, oh, I don't think there's a government department in my area. It's not really worth me participating. But like, don't underestimate what your pharmacy brings to the program. Like, We value all of you. Like, We need as many to participate in the program as possible. Um, holding a contract with the Queensland Government Department means we have agreed as part of a contract that we will cover all of Queensland. Um, and so that means that even if you have a little pharmacy out in the middle of nowhere, um, even if you only get a few out of that, that means that we could get a contract with one of the individual departments that we wouldn't have otherwise got because they need the coverage. Um, so while your participation doesn't take a huge volume, it does help manage the distribution and it helps to secure contracts. Um, and this is one for the pharmacies that have participated and want to participate again in the future because it won't make as much sense to the ones that don't haven't participated before. But completing your vaccination cases in Gilcare NG, like this is probably one of the most important ones because if you deliver, say, 100 vaccines but you complete none of them, it's like they never happened. So I can't accurately report on them to the government departments and through procurement. Um, and I can't pay you. We can't get the money from the department because they never know, like never knew that it happened. Um, and the, the way procurement works is that they have to be able to see the value in what they're doing. So if they've taken a leap of faith and gone, well, we'll use this different model where we send our employees to a pharmacy rather than having a nurse immuniser come into our workplace, but there's either a decrease or not an increase in the number, then we may not get that department or customer back in the future because if they get any negative feedback or anything like that, they'll be like, oh, it's not worth the effort. So it's bigger than just the money, which obviously we want to get the money from the department so that we can pay you, but it's bigger than that. It's like I need you all to complete your cases so that accurate reporting because it's a huge deal as part of these contracts. So that will be the three main things, I think. Libby, no doubt a lot of the feedback, as we just heard from Catherine, has been really positive, but nothing is perfect. So it would be great if you could share some of the common themes and points that you find in the feedback that you receive, both good and bad, or maybe constructive in the feedback. So I get feedback through a survey that we give to the HR manager of the department. They sort of send that out to whether it's the whole department, whether they use the program or not, or just the ones that used it. I get it from there. And I also get it directly from employees and HR managers when something, usually something goes wrong. That's when I hear from them directly. Um, and also from the pharmacies. So in my business support team, we've got another five guys who go out and visit the stores and then they get a lot of on the ground feedback from the pharmacists who deliver the program. So employees feedback through them as well. So I guess the best feedback in a lot of the things is that the program is a lot easier to use um, for the employees and past models because they sort of get to choose wherever they want to go, whenever they want to go, um, and they're not limited to one day here or there. And if they miss out, it sort of can be a bit too bad, so sad. Um, I've had a lot of feedback that the pharmacists give a lot more detailed information about the vaccination process um, and of what will happen after they've had the vaccination and it's a li little bit more one-on-one -on -one and less like you're lining up in a queue and you're just going to get jabbed like you were at school <laughs> um and in that on that theme like the program's a bit more private than in a workplace clinic and i think it gives the employees a bit more of a chance to sit down with the pharmacist and talk about other things i know i've seen a few where they'll then get the families to come in and get vaccinated as well so it makes the whole vaccination process a bit more accessible and open 
they're the main positive things. So some of the really great feedback I've had from pharmacies is that an employee has come into their pharmacy that never had been there before, didn't even know that the pharmacy was there. And then the first thing they can see on the dispensing history is that they had a vaccine back in 2017, say, and then from then on, they've become their pharmacy of choice. So it's meant that the patient or employee can access the pharmacy because it's probably close to work or home. And it means the pharmacy has got a long-term loyal customer out of it. So they're the really great feedback parts of it. Um, Some of the less positive feedback, um, and this comes through every year, is that the calendar availability in Gilcare hasn't been managed properly by the pharmacy. And so the employee will make a booking, turn up for their appointment, and the pharmacist isn't on. And this can be the case when there's like multiple pharmacists working in a pharmacy, but only one or two are actually qualified to vaccinate. So that's obviously really disappointing when we get that feedback. Um, The other feedback would be that they've made the appointment turned up and then had to wait like half an hour to get their vaccine. And I realise that this is a different model than what pharmacies are used to in that people make appointments. But that's what something we're working on with our pharmacies to do their sort of um, workflows a bit differently. Um, and the other one is like they'll turn up for their appointment and no one else in the pharmacy will have any idea about the program. So that can be a little bit frustrating as well because then they get turned away. Um, last bit of that is the employees get charged for the service. And this is kind of related to the staff not being overly aware of the program. Um, they then privately charge them. And then it's a bit of a pain in the bum for us to go back and work out who's going to refund them or if the department's going to reimburse them. So that's the worst of it. Um, Constructive feedback would probably just be everybody to really train all their staff members on the program um, and take advantage of the time that you have the person sitting in a room with you and talk about other bits and bobs um, that come up and work out a really streamlined workflow, especially if you're getting multiple vaccines and you've got a few different programs on the go. Um, They only have to be in the room for like five minutes with you when you vaccinate them and then you can move on and get on to other things. So that would be the main thing in that, I think. So Libby, if you had a billboard advertising the program, what are you going to put on it? What are you going to tell people? I think it would be something along the lines of fuss-free employee vaccinations. And I know this is only going to be relevant for the corporate vaccination program because hopefully we then grow it into health services. But I do think that the program is pretty fuss-free because of all the things I've said already, but mainly because the employee gets to pick where and when they go. Um, And even with different information you get from health organisations, some people like to get vaccinated really early in the season. Some people get vaccinated late and it gives the employee a bit of freedom of choice in their own health care. Um, it also means they can go on a weekend if they want to or after hours, whatever. Um, I think the employers really love it because from what I understand, the logistics of organising a nurse to come to your workplace can be a bit of a nightmare, working out where they're going to do it, what times, the appointments, if people cancel, what you've got to pay for the cancellation fees. Um And then, as I sort of touched on in the previous point, with reimbursements to employees if they get vaccinated somewhere else because they missed out or for whatever reason they weren't there on the day, they can be a bit of a pain as well. Um, And then for the pharmacy, it really is a pretty fuss-free program for the pharmacies as well. The program runs alongside your existing vaccination service. Um, 
there's no reason for it to be used over another service. They can definitely go together. Um, and it really encourages new patients to come into your pharmacy, like I mentioned earlier. It gives you the opportunity to showcase your business and you might win a few patients for life. So that would be my little summary. Outstanding. Libby, thanks so much for joining us and sharing the perspective of the Queensland branch. No worries. Thanks for having me, Daniel. With work already well and truly underway to build on the successes of the 2019 program, we anticipate that the 2020 program will be the biggest and most successful yet with the expansion of the program across Australia. If you're a Guild member pharmacy and you're interested in providing this service, please call 13GUILD. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 33 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.